and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Ben Porter, and I am joined today by the people of Bermuda Games. There's, there's a there's a veritable legion of you, so um, wh- why don't you each introduce yourselves? Hello, um, my name is April Ma. I am part of the Bermuda Games, and I do handle all the um, the art that goes to the game, so I pretty much handle the art department. Okay. And my name is Derek Mall, and uh, I pretty much do a lot of the business and legal side. I'm Lauren, and I do a lot of the communications with uh, people like yourself, <laughs> reaching out to reviewers, podcasters, and uh, handling our Twitter and marketing um, scene. I'm um, Michael Diaz, and I do uh, like the storyline, a lot of the uh, the game designing and stuff like that. Good to have you all on the show, guys. Um, so I think we we mentioned um, just before we we got started here. You're probably the, the the biggest independent company we've had on the show so far, by virtue of the fact that independent companies tend to be one or two people. So how how did you guys all get together to form Bermuda? How did that come about? Um, I think it uh it all started pretty um pretty sporadically actually we, we all have always played board games together just kind of um, just spending time and one day uh, Michael actually came up with the idea for uh, a board game uh, like oh you know it'd be cool is, is if we made a game like this and um, I think we sat down that night for you know about an hour together maybe two and by the end of it you know we were just like oh we should meet again and um, over time we started having regular meetings and we just decided to try to try to make it a thing. You, you you say that you all game together. What, what sort of background do, do you guys come from? What what sort of games were you playing together? So let me start with uh, Derek and I are actually married, and uh, we do collect board games. So we do have a variety of, of board games. Uh, so we usually what we used to have is invite people <coughs> over to play some games, um, and over time you when you play a lot of board games, you kind of come up with your own favorite genre. Um, and we we had this idea of oh you know from this game we like this kind of mechanic and from this game we kind we like we kind of like this mechanic and we kind of like put everything together and we started creating um, our game and at first it was just for us uh, just to to play between ourselves because it's it's fun and then when we actually had it all put together that's when it started becoming oh why don't we try to introduce to other people maybe they'll like it too. So, um, card games, party games—is that the that sort of thing you guys like? It, I'd, I'd say it's more like those those long hours, like um, you know, like have you ever played? Um, <laughs> oh God, what's it called? Um, Do the ages where you sit down for like six, seven hours and just grind out that game. That's kind of what we okay. usually play, or yeah, we, and now we do like a lot of. Um, we play. I think we would play. I would say we play all types of games. Really, right, we do right. have times where we do play a bunch of like fun party card games, and then. We do have those times where we sit down and play like a six-hour game of Through the Ages as well. I, depending on our mood and depending on our yeah, schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it it started out. I think it started out with more party games. To be fair, though, uh, we we had you know groups and we play Werewolf. I think is one of the biggest, and not really board game, but just gaming groups. And then uh, eventually we had smaller groups, and yeah, we play everything. Yeah. Um, you you guys have been working on a game called Are You Going to Eat That? which, as as the title suggests, involves scarfing down as much food as possible. (laughs) Correct. It's a bit of an unusual theme for a game. So how how did that all come about? 
how, how did you decide you wanted to make a game about eating food? So when we first started, like we had this grandiose idea, this huge game with a, just, a, just a bunch of figures. I went home one day, realized that there was no way we were going to be able to, to fund this particular project. So pulled out a notebook, started writing. Um, oddly enough, the idea came from... I, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was just like I, I had this image of of like you know like a buffet and and like what would happen if if there was just nothing like how would people react if they would go back to like their their animal side and, and start stealing <laughs> from each other or, or just just get up and leave and so the next time we we talked about it or next time I, I showed up I just brought up the idea and kind of just ran from it from there yeah. <clears throat> at first it was gonna be kind of like an adult style as far as like grotesque like we had an image of like of a fork in a hand you know when somebody asks you to eat that you just like stab in the hand and then later on it went to more of a you know a chibi family style because it like the target audience was a lot bigger um but it was just kind of this idea just came on a whim really yeah it also works for us because um like i said we we play a lot of board games and um, we're all foodies. We go out in the yes. middle of the night <laughs> to go to a restaurant and get pancakes or something. Yeah. And what we usually do is we, we bring a small filler games where we can just play while we're waiting. And that's where almost like the idea came from as well. We're always, you know, stealing from each other's plate. And 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 we also wanted to make it all light where we you can bring it to a restaurant and play while waiting for your food. Yeah. So you you were saying initially um, just there that, that the game was this big, sprawling, complicated thing to begin with. So how did you end up with this bigger game and then scaling it back down to um, what, what is essentially a, a, a party or a card game, you know, a lot more streamlined than, than those sorts of games? Well, I think, um, I think we had started off kind of pitching out a couple of ideas, um, like two or three different themes and different types of games. And we initially started working on, on that very heavy, complicated game that we were talking about because we were making it for ourselves, to be honest. At first, it was just for us to play amongst ourselves for fun. Um, and when we decided that we wanted to push forward and actually try to make a company out of it and produce and sell, um, then I think we decided that our first game, uh, we should maybe go with one of our other ideas. So we even now have about three to four ideas kind of uh, just sitting on the board, just waiting for us to pick up again and, and start working on. Uh, but we decided on this game to be our first uh, our first game to release. Um, so Yeah, it's uh, probably pretty savvy because, um, you know, if you, you guys being first-time creators, it, it, it can... It can be a bit daunting for backers um, to to invest in a, a, a great big project um, when when you're relatively unproven. So that, that's that's pretty smart what you guys have done. So going go going go uh, to examine, are you going to eat that itself? Um, there's a there's a quite a lot of cards in there as these sort of games go, and each card has unique artwork on it. Um, that that must have been quite an that's undertaking. Correct. Yeah, it, it was um, it was actually really fun because a lot of us, um, you know, when we were like, okay, this is how many types of devour cards we're going to need. This is how many types of food cards we're going to need. There were <laughs> sessions or meetings where we just sat down and we're like, okay, how, what type of food do we want to see in breakfast? And what type of food do we want to see at lunch? And then different scenarios of um, devouring, like how many we needed uh, 12 different 
um, devour ideas. So we had to come up with 12 different devour arts. And our artist actually was really good working with us because she'd send something back and then we'd be like, you know, this is too close to the other one we'd say, uh, or that we said. And so we switched a lot and she worked with us a lot, which was really great. great. So in terms of the game itself, uh, how close to finished are you guys with the game? Um, we're actually, I would say we're 99% done as far as the game and the me mechanics itself. Um, right now we are just, uh, we're just putting together, um, uh, cosmetics, the best quality box, the best quality cards that we can provide, um, and all that good stuff. But as far as the game is concerned, uh, we're done. Yeah. And it's, it's, it brings a lot of fun on the table already. <laughs> um, and the, the, for Kickstarter itself, what's your intention in terms of tackling that? Because that's um, it, it's it's something to it's quite something else to design a game, but to actually be putting it out there in the ether to the backers that that's got to be quite daunting. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things that um, I actually saw. I can't remember somebody because um, I'm I'm like I said I run the Twitter account and I remember somebody saying posting on their Twitter that um, it's one of the perks of designing a game is, you know, designing a game is kind of like a game itself. Once you get to the marketing and um, business side of it, that's a lot more difficult. So um, after we finished, you know, the majority of the designing and the art and all the fun stuff, you could say, uh, we were slaving away, I guess, <laughs> at, at all the business side, making sure that, you know, we're reaching out to um potential backers, you know, getting ourselves out there on podcasts such as yourself and um, basically figuring out all the shipment and um, pricing and um, from our uh, production company as well. Cool. So go, going forward, maybe getting a bit ahead of ourselves here, but um, assuming that um, are you going to eat that funds successfully, what, what's, um, what's the future of Bermuda Games? Oh man! Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we all quit our day jobs and <laughs> work on nothing but but the the plethora of ideas we have, and and hopefully just bring out heavier and heavier games. Um, but that's kind of the dream, isn't it? Just doing what you want for a living, and hopefully that one project can back all of that. Right. Yeah, I, I would say you know I mentioned that we have multiple games kind of sitting there uh, waiting to be designed and on the uh, table, if you will. Yeah, on the table. Um, and and. Uh, so I would say if, if this funds successfully, you know, people could hopefully look forward to more and more games coming from us. Um, and one of the things, you know, that Lauren does specifically for us, and we all pitch in, but she does a lot of it, is, you know, just listening to feedback. Um, you know, so if our, if our consumers really wish to be having more family games, well, we have those, you know, or heavier games, well, we also have those. Um, you know, we play just about anything. So assuming we're successful, we would love to take this to the next step and, just see how far we can take it. At, at the very least, getting our ideas out there for people to play okay. is is a win for I, us. I have to ask because the, the the name of the company Bermuda Games, okay, um, you you've got the your logo is a cow's bum. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, There's a story behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you you'd care to explain. I'm all ears. <laughs> so actually, when we were when we started meeting um, and we were talking about maybe, you know, making this into a, a company and, you know, trying to produce our own games, 
Um, originally, we were meeting at a house um, that was on Bermuda Street, and it's at the end of Bermuda Street. So I was like, oh, well, you know, Bermuda's End. Or Ber and, Bermuda's yeah, Bermuda's End. And um, then once we started getting into the legality of it and trying to um, copyright, and trademark. copyright and trademark everything, um, we were told that you cannot... Um, was that trademark? Trademark. Trademark a place. Um, so we, uh, Derek's dad actually heard about this and he was like, well, just change it to Bermuda and you can have a cow looking over its bum. <laughs> and we, he said it as a joke, but uh, we kind of were like, you know, that actually is kind of funny. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> because it's an MOO. So we, yeah. we came with a, came up with a cow and showing its end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you certainly don't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the I think that's the idea. <laughs> um, it's quite interesting what you were saying about um, the 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 whole uh, uh, legal issue of uh, of trademarking um, yeah. place names. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but a number of years ago, the the Lego company ran into a similar issue with uh, the their Bionicle range. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with that. It was. Um, yeah, it was it was their first attempt at um, Lego's first attempt at doing a sort of action figure type range, and um, all of the names that they used um, were taken from the Maori language. Oh. And yeah, and uh, one of the um, one of the the races within this range they were called the Tohunga, and that. I believe is actually a, a, a name that a, a group of Maori used to refer to themselves. Mm. So the um, there was a group of um, Maori people that took Lego to court and won, and Lego had to change the names of a whole load of the stuff in their range because of wow. it. Wow, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's there's definitely for a company there's definitely a lot of learning, and we do not regret it. We do not regret going the the proper way because if we, I know we have. The, and we've heard a lot of stories about other um, companies out there who you don't necessarily have to have this established company to put up your idea in Kickstarter. But we decided, you know, since we're we're very serious about this, we'll go ahead and take the you know the 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 right way, if, you know. And um, we don't regret it because there's a lot of things that we have learned that if we did not take this route, it would have been a disaster for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it seems like a sensible move. Yeah. So, uh, not not long to go for the Kickstarter for Are You Going to Eat That? Uh, when When's the big day? May 1st. May 1st. Yeah. <laughs> May the 1st. Um, okay, and uh, where can people go if they want to have a look at Are You Going to Eat That um, pr prior to the Kickstarter launching and then when it does launch? Okay, we do have a we do have a website. It's bermudagames.com. It's B-E-R-M-O-O-D-A games.com. Um, there you can find information not only about the company, but mainly um, you'll find information about our game, Are You Going to Eat That? And you can sign up to the newsletter to be updated on... Um, things that are happening and the cool thing is um, <clears throat> I've, I've discovered that when a company or when anybody reaches a sort of level of fame they become kind of untouchable so I want to stress as much as possible we're gonna be writing blogs on our own website and we want anybody to feel free to give us their opinion to tell us about you know their gaming experiences or their creating experiences or what they want to see out of like the next big board game um, I never want to lose sight of 
of reaching to the community. So hopefully people can use that to their advantage, read our blogs, let us know, you know, if we're just completely crazy or if we're spot on with, with what we're writing. Um, I feel like that's a huge thing as far as creating a board game and creating a, a name for yourself goes. Yeah. It's the, definitely our, our website is very, very personal to us. Everything that we'll, we'll be posting there, not only the games that we create or any, um, uh, any future games to, that we're working on, but like he said, the blogs are almost always going to be personal experiences, what no, we no. love about the board gaming community and stuff like that. Yeah, whether it's our salty moments or it's our victories or those moments we just don't pick up a board game for a couple of weeks because we're just, you know, <laughs> angry at the person next to us. Yeah, like it's, it's all valid because uh, um, we're all human at the end of the day. And it's um, just yesterday I was at um, Compulsion in Edinburgh, which is a, it's a convention that um, they, they hold at the Edinburgh University every year. And I was talking to Richard Denning, who is the owner and operator of Medusa Games, and he also runs UK Games Expo which I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but that's the big one um, in the UK. Um, and he, he he said a similar thing, actually, because um, I, I was talking about how, you know, even though we're going to um, Unlucky Frog is going to UK Games Expo in our capacity as, as journalists, um, we, we've actually set aside the day we're going to enter a, a Shadespire tournament um, and we're just going to be playing the game. We, you know, maybe take photos occasionally, but... Um, we, we were kind of dithering about doing this, but we decided, no, when we set out to do this podcast, we, we said to ourselves that we would always remain gamers first and foremost. The moment that you lose track of that, you really need to question why you're doing what you do, I think. And it's the same, uh, I think, um, for designers. Exactly. It's exactly... Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. Um, before we start working on you know, our next game, we want to play as many games as possible uh, at that level of difficulty so that, you know, we get a taste for what we're creating, why we're creating it, and, you know, just to stay true to why we started this originally. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go, folks. Um, that was Bermuda Games. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for their Kickstarter coming on May the 1st. Um, this has been Unlucky Frog. I've been your host, Ben Porter. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi everyone, it's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support for the Unlucky Frog through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks, bye!